That's just like one of the best mechanics out there right now. Yeah. They clearly value rush. It's yes. a very, very powerful keyword. That card draw is, is key for this game right now. And What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Forbidden Mountain. We are here for another episode of the Battle of the Inks. And I have two my left or my right, depending on where you're watching from. I'm not really sure, right? Who knows? <laughs> I have Trey Cabled. How are you doing, sir? And welcome to the show. I'm doing good. Just got off work and I might actually have to go back to work after this. <laughs> oh, fun. That's yeah. just what we want to be doing at your time of night. Hmm. Well, so for the Discord, oh, Discord, we're going to talk about it. For the viewer community and everyone watching uh, in this series, we've been giving everybody a chance to, you know, kind of go tell everyone, hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. So here's the floor to you, sir. Who are you? And, you know, what are, what are you doing for the community? You know, what have you enjoyed so far? Yeah, so I'm Trey, or online I might also be known as Cabled. I tried doing a little content creation with Enlightened Lumineers, but just my free time, I'd, I'd rather be like trying to play the game instead of making edits and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, what I do for the community every, every once in a while is update my TTS mod for the latest cards. I usually put that up within minutes or within an hour or so, and then... For Pixelborn, I kind of just compile bug reports and then just make guides on how to set it up. Okay, so you you do run the TTS mod? One of them, yes. Oh, okay, so there's multiple. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, and then for me, uh, I, 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 we had this conversation in Discord, but like, you're just like the perfect rules person already. Like, I just, <laughs> I love it. Like, every time I'm just like, all right, how does this weird, stupid interaction work? cable don't know <laughs> yeah i i'm pretty good with rules uh coming from pokemon i just there's so many rules going back from like 1990s or whatever same yeah. with magic yeah. and having to know all those very obscure rules can kind of help me with this and then just playing with trading card games for 15 plus years it's, it's all kind of the same pretty much for all of eternity yeah as so long as you just read the card the card explains it so most most of the time it does a really good job of telling you it but you know we right. still gotta ask right people are still gonna ask so it's nice to have the answers clear and uh i think I, you must have like a little file on your you know like on your folder on your desktop of like just snippets clipped of going yep here's the ruling <laughs> right? no i i have to i you manually need to, you need to I, do it. <laughs> I should but i manually go back to wherever yeah. I, it, it was said i just yeah. like search it up on either twitter or discord yeah and i have a pretty good memory of like what specific words they say so i just search that word up and then like find it. it and then show like the it. source does work very well well we are here to celebrate the battle of the inks of course but most importantly, why your team Amethyst? So give us a little background on it. What drew you to Amethyst and why are you, you know, why are you representing Team Purple? It's a good color, although blue is actually my favorite color, which mm -hmm. Sapphire is a very close second for me. Mm -hmm. But with Amethyst, Amethyst, there's two key points for it. One is the natural card draw with friends on the other side. Maleficent Sorcerer, and then you can kind of count Magic Mirror, but that has some stipulation. And then on top of that, I'm a control player at heart, and Amethyst just has the best control cards out there right now. Yeah, 
I, I, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. So let, let's just get right into it. We're going to talk about the character, right? Like your favorite character mm-hmm. is the epitome of control, right? So yes. Elsa, Spirit of Winter, you know, the card, we, we can take a moment, right? It's gorgeous, right? It. I'm excited to see this foil art with the oh, reflection in the icicles with the eyes. It's going to look I'd, gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to cost you a pretty penny, but it's going to look gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, what do you love so much about Elsa? Um, first of all, the Floodborne slash Shift. That's just like one of the best mechanics out there right now. Yeah little bit slightly behind songs which we'll get to in a bit and then the ability to actually exert something and then make it so they can't ready up is kind of crazy because um i believe it's anna is it doesn't exert the card Mm -hmm. but you can say like choose a card that says don't uh ready up and this is just kind of like both cards put together and there's two two options to it or two choices for it right it it is a little expensive even if you do shift and you kind of have to have an established board already or you need to stop them for that turn to get your rush characters out like the next turn to take yeah. it out. So it's it's pretty powerful, but you need them set up for it. Yeah, I mean it's I mean I, I gotta every time I look at this card, every time I talk about this card, I just it's just gotta be there because <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I, I, I am really excited that this card looks as good as it does. And I'm really mm-hmm. hoping that it plays as good as I think it should. Uh, right. Because everything about it screams game-winning potential, uh, yeah. which I really, really love and enjoy as, as a control player myself. So um, I'm very excited to play with this card. I haven't, I haven't played a game with the card yet. I don't know if you have uh, through TTS a or couple. Not, but... Um, I steamrolled the first game. I think they just had a bad start. And then game two and three, I didn't have a good start. I did, mm-hmm. I did push back their win a turn with this Elsa. So it's fun. There you go. It, it counted. <laughs> you got it in there. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so let's talk about our favorite item, uh, which is for you, the white rabbit's pocket watch. Uh, yes. I, I, I'm on record very early on in my content creation life of being a, an avid enjoyer a pocket watch but why are you uh what why are you into the white rabbit pocket watch it brings you back from being behind sure it it takes away your tempo on turn three or other future turns if you could play like two characters at once it puts you back a turn but when you are behind you need as many rush characters at once and this gives you a rush character as long as they have that one floating ink and with right. control, you're going to have a lot of floating ink at the end when you're playing, drawing your cards and inking until you get to the right ink amount for things. Yeah, I think just to like add on a little bit here, like the concept of, you know, for one more cost, any character I want gains a keyword and mm-hmm. it's a powerful one. So it like it's constantly leaving your opponent on edge because they're like, can I afford to do this? Can he? Like, what character is he going to have that's going to outcome, you know, change the outcome of this game? I think that it leaves a a huge mark, and people are probably still even overlooking it. And on top of that, if you don't want to commit your uninkables to Rafiki and to Zeus, then you can commit them to, you know, any card that's inkable with White Rabbit's Pocket Watch. So I I, I think it'll have a role. 
And there is a reason why all characters that have the keyword rush on it are uninkable. Yeah. It's that powerful. It's, it's, it's clearly what I, I love to think about of like out of the designer's view. It's like they clearly value rush as yes. a very, very powerful keyword. And it's very hard to find on an inkable card, uh, which I think is just Pocket Watch. I think everything else is uninkable. I believe don't, so. Don't directly quote me on that, but I'm pretty confident. So it's like they clearly believe that that keyword is worth, you know, the ability of like not being inked. So it, it, it's got like it's got to tell you something. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So let's get into our favorite action and our favorite song. You may choose the order in which you would like to speak of these cards. I will start with Befuddle. Okay. Um, it's it's such a good tempo early card. Just if you don't want to have actual characters early on your board, you can just play this Befuddle and it kind of like sets them back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then in addition to that, uh, one of my cats is Merlin. Mm-hmm. And Merlin's just right there. And I also actually have a tattoo Oh, there you Merlin's go. wizard hat. So it's kind of like a, a personal thing for, for me as well for this card. That's cool. That's cool. I mean, the arch on this is another one that like the foil for this is probably going to be yeah. out of this world. And then uh, it's just one cost and inkable and you can remove a one or two cost too. So it's not just limited to the cost of itself. Right. And you can also use it for your own things in a pinch. Yes. But what about... And then, what about the greatest song ever, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, friends on the other side. I, this is just—it's pot of greed. Everyone knows pot of greed. It's been banned in Yu-Gi-Oh for years. Maybe it's been limited to one in a couple formats. I, I can't remember, but it's—it's it's just been banned. They've made other pot of whatevers to counteract that with other uh, stipulations to it. But pot of greed, either paying three ink or singing it with a character it's just you need that card draw is is key for this game right now and this just fulfills it yeah and the 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 everlasting ability of it's a song for all of eternity any three cost character in amethyst that gets yep. printed will have synergy with this it already has one of the best characters in the game to get synergy with it maleficent man it's just it's so good right like, how good does it feel on turn four when you're like i'm gonna exert my dude to draw two cards and I still it's, am going to have four resources. Yeah, it's nice. And it, it helps the... Um, I always coin this as like the key thing you should do in every TCG is the do the unknown before the known. Right. So in your hand, you know you have one inkable card, but you have friends on the other side. Play that friends on the other side so then you know there, po- there might be two more possible ink cards in your hand. Right. So you're seeing you draw two. Now you have more knowledge. You can ink the better choice. Absolutely. Anytime where you can draw a card before you have to do anything else. Yes. Even like making decisions of challenging or literally anything in the turn. Like give yourself as much information as possible before you move the turn forward. Not that I follow it 100%, but (laughs) sometimes (laughs) I'm I'm just going through the motions and I'm like, wait. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, this Dr. Facilier, it's turn four. Who cares? Throw it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So how about your uh, your favorite combination of cards, right? You know, every ink has these packages or these interesting little intricates about them. Uh, for you, 
You have Elsa with the combination of White Rabbit's Pocket Watch, creating basically a three-card combo with literally any other card that you play. So why, yeah. what, what, what draws you to this particular combo? So with Control specifically, you're always down the lore count, and ideally you want to stabilize the board by 10 or 12 lore while you're at zero, or maybe you're at a couple just because you can quest early. Um, what the Elsa and Pocket Watch lets you do is once you finally stabilize the board to let's say you just have Elsa and they have nothing, every new thing that they put down, at least one, you can always exert it with Elsa and then rush in with whatever you provide the next turn or or that turn when you're rushing in. So you can basically lock them out from ever getting more lore unless they have two characters that they can put down. Or a way to you know deal with the problem <laughs> yeah like a, a ward or get rid of elsa with something or get rid of the item with a break or anything yeah. like that so basically if they're steel and they're like yeah i have smash or i have peace, <laughs> pretty much like, anything steel if there's anything yeah. steel it's like yeah whatever you ruin my plan but if you're not steel you're in trouble <laughs> exactly <laughs> gotta respect so for team amethyst um you know i'm sure you played plenty of games with it What's currently, you know, your favorite pairing uh, for ink pairings? Like, what are you, what are you throwing amethyst with? My favorite pairing right now is amethyst ruby, and you use friends on the other side as your ramp. Any card draw, that's just mm -hmm. your ramp. It's just I like to think of it as your one jump ahead, but you actually get to choose. Okay. It's just sometimes if you draw two uninkables, then that's the one downside to it. But right. I like to have the choices of what to ink. And then you have um, Aladdin, Heroic, Outlaw that can bring back some of that lore. Mm -hmm. Either just take it away from them in general or bring it to your side as well to to catch up. Yeah, I, I think my favorite until I play Rapunzel with it uh, has definitely been so far uh ruby i i it just like it feels like the ultimate control uh leading mm -hmm. up to i would say before last weekend when we got like 30 more cards and way more to explore yeah. but, <laughs> like way more to explore but for a long time there i had a lot of fun with uh the amethyst ruby list so i can totally respect that decision um mm. you know some of the the cooler pairings right is that you get the card draw and like since there are so many uninkables you're just like yeah well like i can i can kind of work my way through that you got cauldron right. today so like cauldron's another way to potentially work your way through like the uninkable situation um yes. which is a lot of fun because it, the powerhouse of these two cards you know, giving all of that end game from ruby like all that strength and that draw facilitating is pretty mm -hmm. fun gotta, yeah. gotta represent so at this point right we've talked a lot about why you have your favorites and what your favorite things are and why you enjoy it but let's let's get to the point right we're here we're in the battle of the yanks and it's going to be your turn i'm going to give you the, the floor we're going to go in the solo and you're going to try and convince people why they should join team amethyst are, are you ready are you up are you up for it i'll try my best <laughs> <laughs> all right good luck man um amethyst i mean what what can go wrong you have a great color which is purple you have the card draw for friends on the other side you have the late game control, or you can even go aggro aspect with the Maleficent biting their time. Uh, there's a, a lot of great rush cards in there, 
and one of the best movies from Disney, Frozen, is just plastered all over it. And that, that's that's pretty much it. I, that's all, my, all I can really say on it. <laughs> what I what I love so much is that without either of you collaborating, probably whatsoever so far, both of you end it on if you like Frozen, and that's just great. <laughs> Perfect. That's so, why it's the best color. It is, man. If you're Team Frozen, then you got to be Team Amethyst. It's not even a choice. Yes. So I love it. I do enjoy it. Um, it it really does feel like a great ink to just kind of do a lot of different things like efficiently. I mean, the friends on the other side is so powerful. It's so game changing when you're able to play this card for free that like people don't even, they're not even like truly respecting the impact it has. You know, you're like, like I, uh, I think that there's these intricate plays that will only continue to grow as we get more cards and more, you know, more understanding of like how, this is going to look as a full scope. And I think that's what I'm most excited about, honestly. Um, so we are about like 165 cards left. There is some stuff left. What do you think is like left that you would love to see your ink get, you know, whether it be a specific item, whether it be a specific character, like, is there something that you would like to, to for Amethyst to go home with? Like what, what are you, what are you hoping for in the last 30 or 40? I cards? do. I do want another song. Because there's friends and then there's reflection. I believe there are only two. Yeah. And reflection honestly kind of seems like a bad card. <laughs> don't don't knock it just because it's a song. But yeah, even yeah. then, I don't I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I do want another song, like a high costed song. It okay. seems like every other ink has one of those. Yeah. And hopefully, it's some kind of um, exert something. And don't ready up. Maybe it is just Elsa's ability onto a song that's just a deep five cost or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, I think it's cool. Something like that. Yeah, it. I think a lot of it is definitely going to come in the songs. I think for me, the Cauldron today was a huge reveal because I really like Cauldron a bunch. I think it's going to like it's it to me. It's any game where you can play Cauldron on two, you're just you're going to be so far ahead. Like I, I. Yeah. The card selection from that point forward, helping you find your friends, helping you find your Maleficence, helping you just fill out the rest of the curve from turn two on is so powerful. But yeah, getting getting something to benefit more from the whole, I'm going to tap you down and keep you out of the game, like that would be really cool. I agree. Yeah. So, of course, uh, I am so glad that you joined me today. I had a lot of fun. And uh, just a reminder for everybody, where can they find you on socials? You know, where are you most active and you know, what are your plans? Yep. You know, you coming to Gen Con? <laughs> yes, I will. I will be at Gen Con. It will be my first one. That's my awesome. wife will also be there, which will be oh, sweet. a blast. She's not going to be into Lorcana, but uh, she said she will wake up somewhat early to stand in line with me. So there you go. She's a- if I can get double product, that's great because with yeah. allocation right now, who knows? I, I think I'm gonna need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I respect. I, my, I already told my friends in the B and B. I'm like, hey, we're all getting up early, and you know, we're good. You're gonna buy product for me. It's, it's just, it's just, it's just, I, I need. Yeah, it. she, she said, is like, as long as it's on your credit card, that's fine. Yeah, of course, like, <laughs> of course, of course. That's fair. That's fair. Well, of uh, course. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, you can find me uh, at Cabled pretty much on all social medias. Um, I'm mostly on Discord, pretty much any Lorcana discord i'm in it literally <laughs> uh twitter i'm pretty active on it i might not reply to anything 
that often, but I see it. I like it. I move I like on. It. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's great. Yeah, for me, uh, Cable Cable does he makes my job easier some days. Where he's just like, "Hey, here's a new card in your Discord." I'm like, "Oh, that's so helpful." I was like, "I don't have to just always be on there and, and know when they're coming <laughs> and tracking it." Like Cable makes he just really does make my life easy some days. I'm like, "Oh, thank you so much." <laughs> <laughs> so seriously, thank you everything. You know, you've joined my community, which is really nice. You know, you're really active in there, um, and I'm very fortunate that you know I've been growing my community for a couple of years now through other games. But I love. I love getting people like you in a community that are committed, that are, you know, they want to be involved and they want to be helpful to those that are new. And, you know, and we've had conversations offline about how many new players are in the game and how it, you know, it can be difficult trying to get people to understand certain things, but we're all working together as a team. And it's yes. really fun to like have someone this low to the ground already uh, with the approach of the game coming out. So thank you for all that you do for the community, man. Seriously. Of course. Thank you. All right. So, of course, if you've been hanging out with us, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and do not be afraid to check out our guest. I know he said he doesn't do any content anymore, but you never know. You know, you never know. He might he might come back to it, right? <laughs> definitely follow him Maybe. on Twitter. Definitely check him out in all the Discord. If you're not into Pixelborn, he'll get you there. He'll figure it out for you almost. <laughs> but seriously, everyone, thanks for watching, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. See you. See ya.